You're listening to the British Baseball Podcast. And joining me on today's edition of the British Baseball Podcast, I'm extremely happy to have alongside me, not alongside me, but on the other end of the phone, um, the special guest who started out life as a semi-professional footballer before beginning his life as a baseballer in the 1990s. He became the player coach and general manager at Tombridge Baseball Club and has played ball in the UK and in Ireland. He now runs the Kent Buccaneers Baseball Club, Buccaneers Travel Team, Kent Knights Youth Baseball and also coach Carter Field Sports and Supplies. And when he gets five minutes to breathe, he talks to Muppets like me on podcast. Uh, John Carter, good evening, sir. How are you? Hello, Matt. Uh, thanks very much for having me. Um, sounds like you've done your research there on me. <laughs> well, I have a, I have a very good uh, resource um, given to me. It was your own website, so I plagiarised it. So, <laughs> whoever okay. wrote your bio, you can thank them for that introduction. <laughs> right. I only changed one or two words in it, but... Um, so, John, a lot of people will already know you in the baseball community, as we can tell by the listeners' questions that came in. You seem to be quite a popular figure. But for those who are fairly new to the sport like myself or who uh, don't know too much about you, would you like to indulge us in a little bit of uh, your history in baseball, your pathway um, through the sport? Um, yeah, well, as you stated earlier, um, I started out as a semi-pro footballer. But um, unfortunately quite a serious injury halted my career there um, and as the old saying goes it's uh, as one door closes another opens um, so and that's how I really got into into baseball at the age of 18 um, I've got two younger brothers who are twins uh, Nick and Ben and they kept pestering me for a long time um, to get me to try out for our local baseball club the Tunbridge Bobcats um, they'd been playing there for a few years under the tutelage of Mrs. Borley, MBE. Mm-hmm. Um, and I f- finally went down there one day and had a go and just fell in love with the sport. How did your brothers get into it? Um, well, uh, like I said, uh, Margaret Borley, um, she started a, a youth team in uh, my hometown of Tunbridge. And they were just uh, walking, walking past a group of kids that were playing and they just joined in. And it was from there they started. And like I say, they, they uh, ended up getting me roped into it. So. Did, you, um, did you enjoy your first training experience or was it a bit alien? It, do you know what? It was the first time I, I went down there. Um, it was... It was it was strange. Like I say, I'd always played football. Um, never really. I played rounders at school, but obviously not the same as baseball. Uh, but I, I will never forget my first at bat. It was, and my first hit. It was like, just to, it was just totally different to anything else I'd ever done before. It was like the the adrenaline was pumping, waiting for the pitch to come down, the swing of the bat, and the crack of the you know the crack of the bat on on the ball. It was amazing. Nothing like it. Yeah, it's a great feeling. Um, yeah. So you you started off in Tombridge. Yes. Uh, how long were you in Tombridge before you you sort of, you, you played for a few clubs within within Britain? Um, yes. So yeah. what, what happened after you played for Tombridge? 
Um, I played for Tunbridge for, I think it was about nine or ten, no, about nine years, I think it was. Um, I, I started off as a player, um, ended up then being the, the manager, coach and general manager. Um, we won quite a few um, championships there and, and then eventually I got the, um, the call up to the uh, Brighton Buccaneers who are unfortunately now defunct um, and ended up playing in the NBL for them, for them for five years going on to win three national titles and runners up twice um, also played in the European Cup final for the Buccaneers as well in, who are your um, opponents? Who are your opponents uh, in the final? The Brachat Braves in Belgium. Yeah. Um, they had a guy who was pitching for them that literally, I think it was like two months previously, had been released from the Detroit Tigers. It was crazy. We didn't really stand a chance, but we put up a really good show and we were um, told by the then CEB commissioner that we were the best British baseball side that anyone had ever seen. So... Okay, yeah, it was pretty cool. Yeah. What can you remember from that game? Can you tell us any highlights? Well, well, um, my brother Nick Carter, he um, he was due to pitch the final, but unfortunately he broke his hand uh, in one of the previous games, taking a yeah. ball straight back at him. Um, he didn't use his glove. He used his bare hand, as you do. Um, he broke his hand, which then gave me the opportunity to um, pitch in the final. So... Um, the highlight for me was pitching in the final. I mean, obviously, <laughs> it didn't go the way we were hoping, but um, to have pitched in the European Cup final was uh, one of the highlights of my career, definitely. Yeah. You've, you've had the pleasure of playing for the GB national team as well. Do you remember when you got called up? <laughs> yeah, I do, actually. It was um, very funny, actually. Um, I, was, um, I was just at home one day and uh, my brother Nick he there was a I think it was a, a three game series against Sweden that was being played um, at Waltham Abbey I think it was in two, the year 2000 I think it was or 1999 I can't remember now yeah. and uh, the day he, he called me up he said um, what are you doing tomorrow I was like well, nothing he said well do you want to come and pitch for GB you were short of a pitcher I was like okay <laughs> so I went along and pitched for, uh, for GB against Sweden and I think I must have done okay because um, I stayed with the GB programme for the next, I think it's four, four or five years, I think. Yeah. So what, what happened then after you, you left Brighton? Did it go under when you were still there or did you move on before you? Uh, yeah, I, I actually, um, due to family uh, commitments, I ended up um, finishing playing for Brighton I believe it was 2005 um, and just then started playing for fun uh, just in the lower divisions um, in the UK. And then I moved over to, uh, to Belfast and I was over there for 10 years and played over there. Yeah, uh, I believe that you started off with the, uh, the Belfast North Stars. Um, what was the, the club like there when you first, first came to it? Because I've been told that you sort of rejuvenated the team um, yeah what, was, what, what changes I mean, did you see uh, it go through from when you started to when you finished well the club was running it it was running with one team and it was 
pretty much like a lot of clubs in the UK, you know, some weeks you had, you know, enough players, other weeks you were phoning people up the night before to make sure they were going to be there or trying to get someone to come and play in, in, in left field for you or right field for you. Um, so, yeah, there were struggles over there as well. But um, over the years, I, um, I introduced um, uh, a structured uh, practice um, every week. I also yeah. introduced um, import players coming over from the States to play and help coach, um, which, which helped rejuvenate the club. Um, and towards the end of my time there, it ended up... Um, we had enough players to have three teams, which we, which we kind of split and had the three teams in Belfast. So that reduced the traveling because a lot of the time it was having to travel from Belfast to Dublin and even further sometimes. So it just made sense to try and um, have like a hub in Belfast and try and get, like I say, the three teams playing against each other. And is that what led to the creation of Belfast Buccaneers? Yes, yeah. There was the North Stars, the uh, sorry, the Belfast North Stars, the uh, Belfast Buccaneers, and the Belfast Hornets, who I don't believe are playing anymore. Uh, what is the standard of baseball like in Northern Ireland compared to to what you've, you've experienced in in the rest of the um, It's it's quite similar in in the respect that um, there are a lot of new players coming into the sport and a lot of experienced guys, expats. Um, I would say the, um, the A-League in Ireland is on par with, I would say, the British Baseball Federation AAA NBL. Okay. Um, so it's, it's quite similar. Uh, yeah. the, B, the Irish B-League, I would say, is probably on par with single A to double A in, in the UK. Is the, the, the community over there as, as good as it is over here? I mean, like the, with all the players, I mean, I've, I've had the pleasure of speaking to a lot of people and everybody's really passionate and, and uh, oh. rabid about the sport over here. They, they really love it. Um, yeah. Is it like it's that no in different. Ireland as well? Yeah, it's, it's no different over in Ireland. They're very passionate. Um, they try and instill um, a lot of professionalism into the league, um, which is uh, what we try and do over here, obviously. Um, they're on the same financial restraints that we are in the UK as well. So yeah. it's very difficult, but um, everyone mucks in, plows in and just gets on with it. Yeah. You seem to have played for a lot of cl uh, clubs that have the name Buccaneers in the title. Is, it, is, is yeah. that is a coincidence or is it a... Uh, well, I, I just, my, my highlight of my career was playing for the Brighton Buccaneers. And um, I've just always loved that name. I always <laughs> loved that club. Um, so it just made sense when I moved to Belfast to uh, start the Buccaneers up there. Yeah. Um, and then when I moved back to England um, to start up the Kent Buccaneers. So keep the name going. Yeah, lovely. Um, just taking back into to Ireland, though, you, you, you were quite hands-on when you were over there. You, didn't you get around to helping to create or create the Baseball and Softball Academy in Northern Ireland? Yeah, that's right. That was um, something I'm, I'm very passionate about youth baseball. Um, uh, I was uh, very fortunate that I was able to work with the Department of Culture, Arts and Leisure, um, bringing a programme to the youth in and around Belfast. It was uh, to unite Catholic and Protestant children through, uh, through baseball. Mm 
amazing. Uh, it was, honestly, it was such a fantastic experience. Um, some of them kids had never, same as over here, they'd never held a baseball bat. They, they play hurling over in Ireland and it's, it's kind of the same thing, but they hold the bat the wrong way round, and it just looks very awkward. Um, so, yeah, no, it was great. And the kids, like I say, from both, both sides of the fence were awesome. And it culminated in a, in a festival of, of um, a festival type tournament towards yeah. the end where both Catholic and Protestant children were playing baseball against each other. It was, yeah, it was amazing. How was that received by the, I, I try not to make this political, but like, did, did baseball become the United factor then between um, the Catholics and Protestants or was it, was it awkward? Was it a bit weird? Or was it, it just like, did, did the kids not care about that? And just, just the kids didn't care. No, the kids didn't care. It's unfortunately when you come to politics and religion, it's always the parents or it's always, always the adults. So the, the children, they just had smiles on their faces running around like lunatics. And that was what it was all about. Brilliant. Just having, just having fun. Yeah. The way it should be. And yeah. um, you also helped in 2016 to build the first multi-purpose facility for baseball. And was that softball or baseball and softball? Uh, for, base, for baseball, yeah. Yeah, that was something I was very passionate about as well. Um, the north of Ireland um, didn't really have a dedicated facility. Um, yeah. uh, the only one at the time they had was down in Dublin in Corker Park. Um, very nice facility but uh, they, they didn't have one in, in the north of the island. So I, I kind of made it my mission to get one built. And fortunately, with the help of some of the club members, we, um, we managed to get uh, Lisburn and Castle Ray Council to, to build it for us. Cracking. Uh, what, what do you say the standard of facilities like? Can you compare it to anything that's over here? Um, well, the facility in Belfast is, is, is on par with... Uh, a lot of the fields in the UK, for sure. Um, the uh, the facility which was built in Ashbourne in in, in uh, Ireland is on par, almost on par with um, Farnham Park in in Slough. Um, yeah, so I mean, like I say, the the passion and and the enthusiasm in Ireland is is exactly the same as in the UK. Uh, you mentioned before that you're quite passionate about youth baseball. What is it particularly about youth baseball that, that really gets you going? Well, I, I think um, if, if you haven't got children playing baseball, you've got no future. Um, I've seen too many clubs um, in the UK just stop running because they haven't had any, you know, a, a progression of players coming through. Yeah. Um, you can't rely eye on rookies to fill the gaps all the time it has to come from the youth and the only way to do that is to have youth programs yeah as someone that set up a lot of these programs have you got any tips or advice for any clubs that may be looking to start their own program a uh, youth program hmm. um well i mean there are um places you can you can get funding from um i know bsuk are a bit were very helpful with the Kent Knights, the youth team which I run, they helped out with um, some equipment and um, some help towards buying a uniform. Um, I know there are some um, places in the states that you can. I, I'm not sure what wh who they are exactly, but I know there are 
um, places in the States that help out with youth baseball as well around the world. So that's certainly somewhere that people can look. Cool. Um, any other playing highlights that you want to talk about? Uh, oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, quite a few. <laughs> um, I mean, I, I was able to play for the, um, for the Dodgers in Arizona in 2015 um, in the MSBL World Series. That was really good fun. How did that come about? Um, it, a guy, it was it's quite a long-winded story, actually. Um, a guy called Mike Walsh, he, he's a catcher. Yeah. And he, he's, this was when I was living in, in, in Ireland. They, they had a tournament um, over, I think it was, I think, I believe it was 2011. It was called The Gathering. It was for everybody in Ireland to kind of gather or for people from outside of Ireland who have got Irish heritage to gather in Ireland and they held a baseball tournament and Mike Walsh, um, like I say, a guy from Los Angeles, he, uh, he came over just on a whim um, to the tournament and said, can I play? <laughs> and we're like, yeah, of course you can. So he ended up playing on the team that I played for, which was uh, like a president select team of in the Irish baseball league. And mm -hmm. We became, we became friends through that tournament and he invited me over in 2015 to play for the Dodgers. And uh, yeah, and, and it's just been going backwards and forwards. So I've invited him to play in Austria when uh, I went over there with the North Stars and it's just been, and then he's, he came back to England to play in the Battle for Britain last year for the Kent Bucks. Cool. So he's become a firm friend and um, yeah, I think we'll be planning a lot more tournaments together in the future. That's awesome. Uh, what are the plans around the, the Battle for Britain this year? Is, is that something that you have a hand in organising? Yes, that's um, myself and the Kent Buccaneers committee. We're um, going to be making, well, it's going to be an annual event now. Um, we were due to have it at the end of May this year, but obviously with the COVID yeah. uh, pandemic, <laughs> it was uh, postponed, but it's actually being held this September 26th and 27th. Um, again, depending on what happens with, uh, with, uh, the pandemic, but hopefully it'll be going ahead. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's something to look forward to. Um, the club are really looking forward to it. And I know the teams which have entered can't wait to, to start playing baseball again. Yeah. I've seen the, um, the Northern lineup. It looks pretty, pretty interesting. Yeah. It looks quite tasty this year. They've got some good yeah. players. Mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm hoping to come down for it. It's, it's over my birthday weekend. Oh, fantastic. Uh, what, it, what, be, what better way to, to, to celebrate your birthday than watching yeah. baseball? I'm going to watch it for a tiny little GoPro while I try and film it for, for highlights. Fantastic. <laughs> no, I'm really looking forward to it. It should be a really nice celebration. I know when I had Paul Convoy on from Baseball Scotland, he was, he was really excited about telling me when the, the Scottish team came down and dominated. Oh, they were awesome. Honestly, they were really good. Yeah. yeah yeah, yeah, but can't wait to see some some really good uh, some really good teams and just just meet some new people. Yeah, quite excited yeah. about it. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, how did the idea for that come about? Um. Well, I kind of organised the Belfast tournament um, the year before I left Ireland, and it was a fantastic success. Uh, we had twelve teams coming from all over. Um, including the UK um, and it was just it was such a great weekend 
a, a really good gathering of people uh, from the baseball community. And like I say, when I moved back to, to England, it just made sense to, uh, to keep that going and start a tournament here. Uh, ideally, what I want is um, for the uh, Battle for Britain to become the new London tournament that used to be held at Croydon. So, what, what I, I'm not aware of what that was. What is like an all-star weekend type thing, or? Yeah, it was pretty much just a just a, a baseball tournament which was held um, in uh, at the Croydon Pirates facility. Mm -hmm. um, it was like all over weekend, and it was just a, a celebration of baseball. And unfortunately, that that stopped running a few years ago. Um, I think when the Croydon team folded. Yeah. Um, and I, it's. We need to play more baseball in this country. Simple as that. And tournaments are the way to go. Yeah. 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 So it's a great idea. I really like the concept. So I mean, just looking at the way that everyone's come together for it. Superb. Yeah. Superb idea, sir. Bravo. So some of the questions that I wanted to ask around yourself and baseball. Uh, was there any sort of like exact moment when baseball became like super important to you? When did it become super important? Well, I think, uh, like I stated earlier, it was the first time I swung the bat and hit the ball. It was just like a, a light bulb moment. It was just right. like, wow. Love at first sight is, type of thing. Yeah, it kind of was, yeah. And it was, and I haven't looked back since. Yeah, so. I get that. Yeah, I couldn't understand. Yeah. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, how has the game or the people involved in it shaped you as a person? Or how has the game sort of made you? Um, yeah, I, th I think it's, it's, well, it's taught me how to be a part of a team and a family. Um, it's taught me to become a lot more disciplined and also to appreciate that everyone is totally different. Um, I've gained friends from all over the world. And I've, you know, met so many lovely people from so many different cultures. It's just been amazing. The, the game is just, it is truly global. Um, I know that if it hadn't been for sport and baseball in particular, I think my path would have ended up being pretty checkered and I probably would have ended up getting into a lot of trouble with the law. So I'm just really happy that I, I found my calling. Yeah. Yeah. Well, great. Well, um, as a young coach, um, who were your role models when you were playing or, who did you try to impress to show them that you were that you were oh, all in in baseball? Um, yeah. Okay. Well, role models, um, uh, like guys, players that I, I watched in MLB. Is, is that what you mean? Uh, players, coaches, anyone that sort of. Um, well, yeah, I kind of grew up watching um, Maddox, Smoltz and Glavin of the Braves mm -hmm. uh, and always wanted to be able to, pitch um so yeah i guess those guys would have been role models in my yeah in my younger younger days for sure so who were the biggest influences on your playing career over in this country is there anyone in particular that sort of um guide you or yeah well i think um margaret borley mbe definitely was the first coach that i that i had um, she was amazing. Um, anyone 
that you, you you ask about Mrs. Worley, I'm sure that they'll have stories to tell about her. She was just a fantastic, well, she's still, still around. I mean, she's yeah. a fantastic lady, um, great ambassador for the sport. Um, so yeah, for sure, her. Um, I'd also like to say uh, Mr. Craig Savage, who was uh, my coach at the Brighton Buccaneers. He gave me the chance to play there and and gave me the nod in the European Cup final. So for sure him as well. Um, and also uh, Stefan Paglia. He was the um, Team GB coach at the time that I was playing there. Really great guy. Again, he gave me a chance to play for Team GB. So, yeah, I guess those three people. At this stage in your career, is there anything you're still working on? with all the experiences that you've had, are you still trying to learn and develop? Oh, I'm always trying, yeah, I'm always trying to get better. Trouble is the old, the old bones don't allow it so much nowadays, but um, I always give 110% when I play. Um, I don't think there's anyone on a diamond that's more committed than me when I'm on it. Um, I'm sure people would disagree, but <laughs> I know if I, if I'm there playing, I, I, I'm like a different person on the field. Uh, I know I've rubbed people up the wrong way and I will continue to do so, but it's just my competitive nature. Yeah. Uh, what about with coaching? Are you, uh, are you quite a uh, old school coach or do you embrace technology? Have you been on webinars? What's your style? Oh, webinars. No, I don't do anything like that. I'm, I'm proper old school. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you. You know, I don't really, I only really coach what I've been coached myself, uh, um, which is quite blinkered, I know, but it's worked for me. Um, uh, I'm sure there are a lot of things that I could learn and I probably should. Um, but for me, it's, uh, like I said earlier, it, it's for me, it's, it's the youth. Um, getting the kids into the game, making sure they learn the basics correctly, which I think I'm pretty good at, at teaching. Um, and that should really hold them in good stead for the future and for the future of baseball in this country and, and Ireland. Yeah. We've got, got two teams in Kent. You've got the Mariners in the books as well. Um, is, is it thriving, the baseball scene in Kent, or has it been quite a, a, a struggle to try and get, get kids in into playing baseball? Um, well, like the Tunbridge area... Um, is has always been a hotbed for youth players mm -hmm. over the years. Um, uh, when I first moved back to to Kent, I, I I started up the Kent Knights in Tombridge as I was part of the Tombridge Bobcats when I first came back. Yeah. Um, but then we we moved the kids over to Hadlow to the to where the Kent Buccaneers are now and. The um, Hadlow is a very small village, but it's a village that has got nothing really on offer for the children. And the children of the area have just totally embraced it. It's a fun, exciting new sport that they've never, never seen before and never tried. So they love it and it's thriving. That's cool. Um, yeah, it really is. And I know um, there's a guy, Ross Presnell, who plays for the um, Kent Mariners. He's actually started up a youth team in Canterbury as well. So... Um, the youth baseball is certainly on the rise um, we could probably do with a few more teams but it comes down to coaches that want to do it so 
That's cool. That's that's impressive. Nice one. Um, what's the best bit of advice that anyone's ever ever given you, and have you passed it on to other people? Oh, best advice. Um, oh, I don't really know. Um, well, just to if if you want something, go for it because it's it, it, it's not going to come to you. If if you want to if you want to play for Team GB, if you, you have to work for it. There's no there's there's no doubt about that. It's not going to come to you. You've you've just got to put in the hard work and the graft. Yeah, the the, the phrase "good things come to those who wait" does my head in. It, like, yeah, why, why are you waiting around for good things to happen? Go out there right. and, that's, and that's, get it and attack yeah. it. And, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, we, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, how have you seen the game change while you've been involved? To, like you you've been involved since the nineties. Make, make me feel old now. But, well, um, if it makes you any better, I'm 40 in September and I've never hit a ball yet. So, so oh, okay. I, I well, I'm a few swings. But. I'm not doing much better. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you. I'm When I left England to move to Belfast, um, it was like the, the golden era of British baseball was um, pretty much when I was playing for Brighton. Um uh, like 1999 up, up to I think it was 2005 um, we had really we had envoys over envoy coaches um, we had I think it was the play ball which was for the youth it was yeah. it really was the golden era and um, so that was all, all good um, like I say then I moved over to Belfast I was over there for 10 years um, and then moved back to England and it felt like the game had gone backwards to be honest with you um, which is a real shame because the, the way it was it should have really pushed it and 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 you know sky's the limit it should have been it but unfortunately for some reason it's just stagnated and like I say I feel it's gone backwards yeah what do you think needs to happen then to try and get British baseball back to to that that height well they've they've got to seriously look at what it was like through that golden era uh, and bring the envoys back you know make sure there is uh there there are these envoy coaches or play, player coaches from the states who who are hungry and eager to to pass on their knowledge and skills to coaches and players over here that's what's really lacking uh, what advice have you got for any uh, sort of young coaches that are listening that, that are thinking of, of any sort of young players that may be considering coaching? Like I said, then there seems to be like of, of coaches to try and encourage to, to get youth training before. So what, what do you think to anyone that's just probably thinking of taking up a coaching role or, or, or wants to try the hand at it? Yeah, well, I mean, my advice would be for, for any new coach would be to listen. I think that's key just listen to other coaches um there are so many like i say I'm, I'm proper old school i don't go internet and stuff like that but there are so many platforms and great coaching material out there to help any new coach uh, on their journey so you know just listen watch and learn any you know any any from any platform you can yeah are you, are you quite a, um, a a routine kind of guy? Is it like you, you, is, is your stuff set in stone or do you? 
what, like drills and stuff? Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty much. I mean, kind of adapt them a little bit, just otherwise they end up becoming boring. Um, you have to make it, it doesn't matter what level you are as a player. Um, it has to be fun. Um, and I try and, like I say, I, I have got like set drills, which I, I love to do basics, but it's the basics that are good, that make a good foundation. So as long as you've got that in place, you can adapt, make it fun. Um, and like I say, any level it's, uh, it's gotta be fun. What's your favorite drill to do? Everyone's got um, a favorite drill. Yeah. I, I, I I like to hit fungos to the outfielders. I like to make them work. Um, and uh, <laughs> funnily enough, um, whilst in the uh, whilst in Ireland, um, there was a, a guy, a former uh, minor league player, uh, Timmy Rodriguez. His name was. Uh, he played in the Texas organization. He um, he he said that if I if I'd been in the states, I'd have been snapped up by a big league club as a fungo hitter. <laughs> <laughs> and this is something that I'm actually really proud of. So, <laughs> get out a t-shirt. Yeah, <laughs> I could be the fungo guy. Yeah, that's cracking. But no, uh, fun, fungo drills, uh, outfield drills. I, I, like I say, I love to see the outfielders running uh, and tracking the ball. That's cool. Uh, I, I, I'm really taking all the drills that I'm doing at the moment. I, I can't even pick a favorite. I, I really like it. Weirdly enough, I really like doing base running stuff. I find okay, yeah, make them work. Yeah, I've I've got like a really weird theory behind like it. So if it's hard to hit a home run, and naturally that means that all your runs going to be be scored through regular runs into it, like just knocking them onto the field and trying to be be clever. Yeah. So I've been thinking of like how I can try and use that to my advantage of trying to be a smart baseman or yeah. at, like stealing bases sort of thing. So I've, I think the more that I'm, I'm getting into baseball without even playing a game yet, I'm trying to look at the, the most cerebral side of it and trying to think yeah. of how I can try and make myself a better player. So I'm not saying that yeah. I'm going to try you and focus to... on stealing bases. I'm 40, my knees are knackered. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, but if, if I can try and sort of like, yeah, like like at the start of the, the drills that we're doing, it's all base and I'm just like, yeah, I can't wait to get on. It's like trying to <laughs> see, see if I can get my angle sorted, like trying to get my stride right for maximum. Oh, yeah. I'm just, I'm just weird. I, I, I like spreadsheets. What can I say? Stuff, stuff, yeah. <laughs> stuff that's odd and quirky, I, I really enjoy. But but like even like doing ground balls and just do, doing the basics, I, th- I suppose because it's all still quite new to me, uh, I just yeah. get buzzed out of doing all of it. I do mm. love it. It's great. Like our first training session back in Manchester has all just recently been allowed back to training that council yeah. did the restrictions. So I just went for it. Just went for it like I was I was at like a, a combine. I just right. just yeah, went hell for leather. I got back to the car and I was knackered. I was <laughs> a bit sweating. I was like, I'm happy. But didn't you feel good though? Didn't yeah. you feel good? Yeah. Do you like, know what? Let me say, I'm gonna tell you a little secret. I'm going to tell you a little secret. I've been playing baseball for 30 years. I get a buzz at every practice. And if you, I think if you don't get that buzz at practice, it's time to retire. So yeah, practice is, practice is everything. Yeah. I'm very, I'm very well aware that my time probably playing the sport is, is limited just, just through age. And I know there's a lot of people that are out there that are, that are well into the forties, fifties and whatever that that still play, but I've, I've never sort of, set myself the target of playing at the highest 
level in Manchester. Like, I, I know for a fact I won't make the 18. Um, oh, don't say that. Don't say that. There's a lot don't of talented... I, I know, but there's a lot of talented players there. So I, I'm, I'm, like I said, then I'm, I'm just really, really enjoying doing what I'm doing. And I'll push myself yeah. as hard as I can to show that I'm determined and committed. But I'm, I, I've got like a little bat and ball set for the little one. I mean, he's just right. turned three. And yeah. I really like watching the smile on his face as he's like swinging for, for, for the ball and almost getting him being like, oh, I'll get the next one. And I, I'd love for him to, to be able to, to, to take that enthusiasm and actually carry it on. So yeah, I'm will. trying to if learn as much as possible if, to, to play with if, him here. And, yeah. If he sees his daddy playing, he'll, he'll, he'll play. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But I've got to tell you as well, you say you're worried about your age. Um, like I say, I said earlier on, I played in the MSBL World Series in Arizona. Yeah. And they have um, a 73-year-old age bracket. So there, there, there are no age limits in baseball. That's brilliant. Right. Well, I'm going over to Arizona then. By Salford <laughs> and trading your, your yeah. shite weather in for, for some sun. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, but that's cool. That I like that. They've got a 73 league. I was, I was trying to um, Harvey Soccer, who used to play over here, and he mentioned something that he was in Toronto. And they, they have like, a, I think it's involved in three or four leagues, and there's like an over X amount age group bracket. But yeah. Yeah, that's, that's cool. That's awesome. Um, I think that's pretty much all the questions that I've got for you. I'm, I'm sure that I'm, I'm not using the best of, of my time with you and there's more that I can pick your brains on. So what I will do is I will hand these over to the listeners' questions because a lot of people out there that know you a lot better than I do that have asked some cracking questions. And the first one comes in from Lucy Chapman and she plays down in, in Kent. She's uh, in the Mariners though. She yes. said, what's the most important thing that you've learned from playing with GB, which has led to you playing the way that you do now? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah good question. Mm. I think that that's pretty much the same as what I would say if you wanted to become a coach, and that is you've got to listen. Um, if you don't listen, you don't learn. That, that applies to anything in life. Um, so, yeah, listen, 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 and listen some more. Um, but also, you have, you have to have a hunger. To, to become better yeah um yeah so i think that that's what that's what i learned from playing for gb cool awesome uh she also asked another one, and i was going to ask something similar to this but i thought I'd, I'd let lucy have it uh what's it like sharing your love of baseball with your kids oh yeah that's that i i, I think this is probably my best the best experience for me um i'm i'm very lucky i've got five children um and four of them so far have uh, either played or are currently playing baseball um, so that's been a real highlight of my of my life so far um, I've also just just have to put this in there as well that I've been very lucky to have shared uh, the baseball field with eight other carters at the same time in an official BBF league game um, so yeah that was right up there as well um, and I don't think that's ever happened before anywhere. So mm. that's, that's pretty awesome and something I'll never forget. Oh, and we, won, and we, we won the game too, which was even better. Nice, nice work. Uh, Ian Bleese, friend of the show, he sent a picture of the Last Supper, the painting with uh, Jesus oh. and the disciples. Oh. And he's asked if you could talk us through the Last Supper painting. 
So I don't know if he's after like who the people are involved left to right or if there's a funny story oh behind it, but I'm guessing story behind it. Uh, yeah, I remember I remember the picture. We it was um we were in Arizona playing in the MSBL for the uh, Buccaneers travel team. And we were out one evening um just relaxing after a pretty hard day of losing. And uh we ended up going to a bar and one of the players there, uh, Dave Martin Baez, he's, uh, he resembles Jesus um, or pictures of Jesus. And we decided it would be a really good idea to uh, get a, a picture of the Last Supper <laughs> with us all in our baseball unis and, and himself as, as Jesus. That no, was really funny. Wow. And, That's oh, awesome. Was, Does really that picture was. still exist? It does, yeah. I'm sure Bleasy will be able to pit, pull it out from somewhere. I'm, no, it's it's on the internet somewhere. I know. I'm sure Dave Martin Bias has got it as well. So, Cracking. Yeah, it's that really cool. That sounds quite yeah. quite brilliant, actually. <laughs> it, it, honestly, yeah. it's so funny. Uh, you mentioned then about the the books travel. One thing I was going to ask you as well. What what sort? How did that sort of come about? It, it's it's a really interesting thing because I know a few people have actually um, been a part of it. Do you want to share share tell the listeners a bit more about it? The books travel. Yeah. Well. I, for me, I, I just want to play baseball and I want to play baseball wherever I can, whenever I can. Um, so the idea f- was for myself after I came back from playing um, for the Dodgers in 2015 in Arizona, I came back and I said, I- I've got to take a team over there to play in that tournament. And that's where the Bucks travel team came from. Um, I just advertised it to anyone in the UK and Ireland and managed to get, I think it was like 22 or 23 guys saying, yep, I'm doing that. So they came out and played in Arizona in 2017. Uh, we had lots of fun. Uh, we didn't win any games, but we had lots of fun. And that's yeah. the main thing. Awesome. Yeah. So is, is that like an open, don't worry, I'm, I'm not from the out in the ring. Is, <laughs> is it like a, a, an open invite to, to whoever, regardless of, what sort of it's, clubs you play for? What um, yeah? Federation I mean, it, it it was the first year. Um, it was because I, I didn't know whether whether I would get any responses or anyone that wanted to do it. So it was just a free for all, and that was like I say, that was in 2017. In 2018, I wanted to play on the Field of Dreams facility in yeah. in Iowa. Mm-hmm. So I set that up, and again, that was that was like a free for all, um, and we had an absolutely amazing time out there uh in in yeah. the little town of Dyersville. Yeah. uh we played uh three nights under the lights at the field of dreams um and for me and my brother it was it was a really magical experience uh i say myself and my brothers we we lost our father when we were five and to play on the field of dreams obviously people that know baseball know the the story of the field yeah. of dreams and um, yeah, it was it was pretty magical for myself and my brother. Uh, only one of my brothers, unfortunately, could come. So I'll, I've got to arrange it again for the other brother, and hopefully he'll come. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, um, Roman was on the show not too long ago. Who's um, okay. one of like the the manager is one of the staff there, pretty high up. So uh, I'll put a good word in for you if you like. <laughs> no, it's, uh, yeah, it, he's he's had some great stories about about the place, isn't it? Is saying that there is something completely magical about about the place. Just that vibe when you get did you did you get that when you when you sort of rocked up there? Did, was there like an energy about the place? Oh, it, it was amazing. You 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 drive down along 
uh, like gravel road and you see the field in the distance and it's just oh brings the hairs up on the back of your neck it's it's crazy good yeah awesome that's i'll be def cool. i'll definitely be doing it again in the future so yeah stay, stay tuned cracking yeah we'll do so next set of questions we've got uh, neil davis uh, what signs will the kent uh, books be using next month and is there a pdf copy that you can have sign stealing uh, yeah i'll be passing that I'll, I'll be passing that on to him before the tournament. Don't worry, but, but, but we'll, we'll still beat them. So it doesn't, it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Aaron Drew, if John were a soup, what kind of soup would he be? Yeah, I, 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 I've got no answer to that. I, <laughs> minestrone? I don't know. Nice. I'm feeling a bit like tomato at the moment. I, I didn't put any sun cream on. I went out a slough, so I'm, <laughs> I'm burnt. Um, right. But the weather forecast for the phone says like 70% chance of rain. So I was like, right. oh, why do you need sunshine lotion? Same, same thing. But I, I had a hat with me. I just never got a chance to go and put it on. Right. So I got back in the car. I was like, oh, God, banging headache. And I was like, <laughs> touching the top of my noggins. Stinky. Yeah. yeah, not nice. Uh, John Baxendale, ask him about the Dublin night bus in 2008 and the incident that led to you being there. I've been yeah. told it's cleanish. So i will give you the clean version um yeah no basically we've been out all night uh, this it was the dublin tournament and i was playing for bolton yeah um and we decided it would be a good idea to go out i think it was on the saturday night knowing that we had a game early on the sunday morning and uh yeah early hours of the morning on the dublin bus we were pole dancing so <laughs> that's pretty much all I remember. And I, I know I pitched the game in the morning and I, I don't really remember very much of it, to be honest with you. Oh, man. Oh, I don't want to see pictures of that one. Nah. Oh, nice. So, so did, you, did you live up north for a bit? Because I'm, I'm from Bolton originally. Well, I say Bolton originally. I was, I was born in Bolton because it was a closer hospital. Uh, oh. in Salford. Were you, yeah, no, you no I'm, I, am, I am a southerner, um, as you probably guessed from the accent. But um, fortunately... You don't really have an accent. Um, have I not? Have I not? Oh, okay. <laughs> um, but I, uh, no, I, I know John Baxendale from, he, he played for Brighton for a while um, yeah. when, when I was there and he lives up in Bolton and played for the, for the Robots of Doom for a few years, but I believe he's now with the Liverpool Trojans uh, and I've known John for years. And friend of the show, Neil Rally from the SWBL has asked the question, have you decided yet on what pose you're going to hold when they cast your statue? <laughs> what pose I'm going to hold? Oh my God. Uh, I don't think there'll ever be a statue made for me. Um, as, as much as <laughs> really, that'd be awesome. But no, I don't think, uh, I don't think there'll be a statue built for me, unfortunately. Uh, I don't know. The, the things you've done for the game in, in Britain, I think you, there might be something molded out of tinfoil our child's Play-Doh. I'm sure we can fashion that with a three-year-old for you. Would you not rather have uh, something like a, off a cheesy like 1990s baseball card with like hand on chin or, or bat behind the shoulder or like maybe... A, yeah, that would be pretty cool. Yeah. Like yeah. an Oscar-style statue uh, with just a, a glove or something. I'm not like suggesting some sort of Playboy pose or cover or something. Like we were just, just a bat covering your bits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fully clothed would be preferable. Yeah. Um, no, maybe the uh, a pose of me pitching would be would be awesome, but mm. like I say, I don't think that's going to. 
Well, I think we'll let the listeners decide. If you've got any photos or any action shots of John that you think would make a great statue or even an action figure, let's see him tagged on social media. Yeah, thanks for that, Neil. <laughs> um, Jack Ford Lane, two questions. Why didn't you call him back like you said you would? You said we were a serious thing. So now we're doing dating on the British Baseball Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Any responses there for Jack? Um, yeah. Why do you send him up? I'll, I'll, I'll call him tomorrow. <laughs> it's like a check in the post sort of response. Yeah. <laughs> uh, question two. Why haven't you sent an invoice for your balls yet? My team love playing with them, but we need an invoice for those balls. I, I know they like playing with my balls. Um, I will get the invoice in the post ASAP. So bad. Uh, in please, he snuck another one in. This one's on Facebook. I've been lucky enough to, to travel to Arizona with John twice as part of the British and Irish Buccaneer squads. Both trips have been wonderful experiences that wouldn't have happened without John's hard work. My question to him is, where did the idea to put together UK travel team come from? And when did you first realise that it might be possible? Oh, yeah. Well, that comes back to... Um... Like I say, I, I played for the Dodgers in 2015 um, mm -hmm. at the MSB uh, World Series in Arizona. And um, when I came home, I was just like, wow, that was such an amazing experience. I, I want as many people this side of the pond to be able to experience that as well. And so I made it my mission to uh, assemble a team. And uh, yeah, the rest is history. We've been out there twice now and we were due, or we're due to go out there again next year. So, cool. Sorry, Blisey, I'd seem to have stolen your thunder there with, with asking a question myself. I That's okay. okay. Pre-read pre this, but I'll, I'll credit Ian's question, uh, the one I asked to Ian as well. Uh, David John MB on the, the old Facebook as well. John doesn't look a day over 37. Considering all those hot days on a diamond, what's your skincare regime? Nivea. Nivea. Not, not a sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> no. I'll actually respond to that. And that's it for listening to questions. Uh, John, that's us done for today. Uh, thank you so much for your time and your insight into your career and your journey through baseball. It's been an absolute blast talking to you. I feel like uh, I know you completely now. Um, <laughs> I, always, I always like to leave the last word open to the guest. So, John Carter, the floor is yours. Oh, well, I just want to say thank you very much for having me on the show, Matt. It's uh, It's been a real pleasure. And... Um, just uh, like I say, if, uh, if anyone in the future wants to play on the Bucks travel team, just hit me up on Facebook. Mm -hmm. um, I've also got my online store, which um, players are able to buy baseball equipment from. Again, I'm on Facebook there or Coach Carter's Field Sports. .co.uk. I'll put all the links in the show notes as well for you. Oh, cool. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, okay. um, yeah, so I mean, I just I just want to be able to help players um, get as good a experience out of baseball as they possibly can, um, and that that's just been my mission for for a few years now, and it will can continue to be my mission. Yeah, you strike me as a very hands-on uh, person, a proper doer. Like you know, you if you well, see something that needs to be done, you no you one else is going to do it. Yeah. Yeah, no one else quite, is going to do it. So quite do it inspirational. Yourself. Yeah, indeed. Well, thank you very much, um, John. Been a pleasure. Uh, I wish you all the best luck for the rest thank of the season with the uh, with the Buccaneers. Yeah. And, um, thank you very care. much, Matt. I'll speak to you soon.
Ta-ra. Thanks, mate. Bye-bye.